Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. I had a whole bunch of people send me this story, and it's an interesting one. And the argument is not as crazy as people might think. <laughs> Steve, what's the argument? Well, a defense in a theft case has argued for lesser charges because what they stole was on sale. So the question then becomes, wait, really? Does that matter? Yeah, well, it turns out that you get sentenced differently based on the value of what you steal. And the question is, how do you determine value? And in some states, you have to look at the statute, and the statute reads in such a way that that may actually work. So it's not as crazy as you might think. So this is from 9news.com. The pair were dubbed the KitchenAid Mixer Crew because the pricey kitchen appliance was included in the theft. A jury has convicted the two of felony theft for stealing several items from a Kohl's store in Parker, Colorado. This wouldn't be a headline story except for their legal defense, which has got people talking. The two men were sentenced after a three-day trial in early December. One of them will serve 15 months in prison, and the other was sentenced to 90 days in jail with credit for time served as a condition of 18 months of probation. The pair were dubbed the KitchenAid Mixer Crew because the pricey kitchen appliance was included in the theft along with brand name shoes and clothing. Investigators identified the two through surveillance images. So this is not exactly like, you know, the hole in the wall gang. It's the KitchenAid Mixer Crew. <laughs> Prosecutors said the item stolen totaled $2,094, which is important because the cutoff between a misdemeanor and a felony theft in Colorado is $2,000. So they stole $1,999 worth of stuff. They'd be sentenced one way. And they stole $2,001, they'd be sentenced the other way. And that's a very small difference. There's a, there is a bright line there. So the question is, which side of that line do you fall on? And that line becomes very important. The legal argument by the defense was that these two individuals basically stole merchandise that was on sale. And if you look at the sale price, it would have been below $2,000, which is the threshold required for a Class 6 felony conviction, says a spokesperson for the 18th Judicial District Attorney's Office. At the end of the day, we, the prosecutors, argued that it doesn't matter if the items were on sale or were discounted. Discounts and sale prices should apply to paying customers only, not thieves. You might go, Steve, that makes sense to me. Well, again, though, the law doesn't say, well, if the person's a thief, you value the goods this way. If they're not a thief, you value them. Well, the only reason they're being sentenced is because they're thieves, presumably. The DA's office said the value that matters in court is the retail price, not a sale or coupon or other discount. But the retail price during a sale is, in fact, the sale price, because that's what someone can walk in off the street and buy it for. We'll get there. We'll get there. The jury agreed with the prosecutor's argument, so apparently the court let the defense argue this to the jury. And so, interestingly, this is a, a purely legal argument, meaning that on appeal— uh, they're simply going to be able to tell the appeals court, here is our legal theory, and the court can then rule on it without having to get into what the jury was thinking. Investigators believe the pair were also connected to two other local Kohl's thefts. The DA's office said they're getting more aggressive in prosecuting retail crimes. And I've got no problem with any of that, by the way. Not at all. Not at all. When we talk about retail theft, it's not just somebody stealing shoes for their son or daughter. Cases we see involved people taking five, six, ten pairs of jeans, Clothes, shoes that often end up on the black market. This is not for personal use. This is often used for resale value. We really want to stop that. So obviously, if somebody's going in and constantly stealing KitchenAid mixers over and over and over again, and they're quite valuable, 
Uh, they're probably popping up on Facebook Marketplace or eBay or something. New, in the box, that kind of thing. And so let's talk about, though, how to determine the value of what was stolen. And again, I know some of you are going, Steve, come on, you're a lawyer, you're doing this. Yes, I am, and I'll tell you why. I went and poked around and read a couple statutes from different states on how to determine what the threshold is for what you get sentenced in a shoplifting setting. And one of them says, for instance, we go off the theft of items valued between this and this. Items valued. What are the items valued at? The second one I looked at said, we look at the items and what they're offered for sale at. Offered for sale at a price of? So what the item's value is sitting on the shelf, I would argue and say, it's whatever the tag is, is I can walk up the street and buy it. Right? I would think that. But I can see the argument that, well, it's discounted today, but its true value is its normal market price. I can see that argument. I, I don't think it's the greatest argument. But when the statute says offered for sale at a price, then you have to go off the price for which it is offered at sale and so or offered for sale. So that kind of distinction, most people wouldn't stop and really spend that much time on that because they'd say, well, we're looking at between $299.99 or we're looking at $1,000 to this. And they start looking at these prices. And so these guys just happened to have a case where items were valued just above the threshold if you went off the normal price, but the sale price would have knocked them below the threshold. In which case, you got to wonder then, was it the price at which they're offered for sale or is it the value of the items? Because the value of the items could be a little more ambiguous than the price for which they're offered for sale. That's all I'm saying. So I know some people out there, but Steve, it sounds like you're trying to defend some thieves. No, I'm simply pointing out that the laws are written down. And one of the reasons we wrote laws down in the first place was that laws would not be applied unevenly. So you go into court, you get treated one way under the same law that I go into court and I seem to be treated differently. Why would I be treated differently? We are both accused of breaking the same law. So you want the laws to be applied evenly. And so you can't say, well, gee, the guy's a thief. Throw the book at him. Who cares? Well, in which case, just do away with the values altogether. You steal anything, you go to prison. Right now, half my audience is going, yes, yes. <laughs> and, and if that's what the law said, great. But that's not what the law says. The law says if you steal and the values are this, then you get sentenced a certain way. And the question is, is the value what it's offered for sale at, or is it the value of the goods? A little more vague. That's all I'm saying. So what will happen here, I don't know. Um, I didn't find the Colorado statute that we're looking at, uh, so that might play into it quite heavily. But like I said, on appeal, they can argue this without even trying to get into the heads of the jurors by just saying, well, look, for the purposes of this appeal, we're not going to contest that these things were stolen. We're simply contesting the value of them. Because if the value is based on what they're offered for sale at, then we should have been sentenced differently. That's all. So it sounds like a, a crazy defense, but I don't think it is. It's not crazy. It's not crazy. It might not win. <laughs> Big difference between <laughs> crazy defenses and defenses that may or may not win. So there you go. But like I said, it's from 9news.com. 
uh, Parker, Colorado is where it happened. And the defense in the Coles theft case argues for a lesser charge because the items were on sale at the time of the theft. It's not that crazy of an argument. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. How many people here have telekinetic powers? Raise my hand.